It's Wednesday, June 19th, 2019, and this is Wiggly's Book Club, episode 28. Wiggly's Book Club is a fortnightly read brought to you each fortnight from Sloppy Joe's Bar, located in Easton, Pennsylvania. Tonight's read is the 2015 classic, Quirk Books, Half-Baked Heroes from Comic Book History, The Legend of Regrettable Superheroes by John Morris. Now let us go live to Wiggly down in Sloppy Joe's Bar for the reading of Half-Baked Heroes from Comic Book History, The League of Regrettable Superheroes. Wiggly? Here I am, live from Sloppy Joe's Bar. It's been a long time. Today, I uh, I can't find anything. I can't even find where any of my stuff is from the last show that I did. I did a gig in, uh, in uh, Long Island. That's right. Uh, at the shelf in Port, Port something or another, uh, Port... I'm going to say Port Becky. I don't know how this is uh, how I'm coming through because I couldn't find my regular microphone, my condenser mic. So I'm using this Teak microphone that I just I found uh, somehow bundled up uh, around something. Today I'll be having just uh, some of my homemade cola. If you are a subscriber to my Patreon, if you patronize me, you'll notice the ice cubes because uh, you get to see a live stream of me doing this entire show live as I record it. Mm -hmm. And just to prove it's live, here's my uh, orange cap gun that is uh, newly found. And, uh uh-oh, oh, Oh, there we go. Very nice, scares the shit out of me. And I got uh, some uh, Stella here, Stella. And I turned it upside down and it looks like there's no uh, chunks in it, so I guess it's still good. I don't have any of my fancy uh, beer openers, so I'll just do this. Let me close this door. Alright, so I have this, and I'm gonna. I have a Stella uh, Sclerosis, Arteriosis, and I'm gonna pour it right in that mug. It's gold tipped, and it's made specifically for Stella. This will tell if I have a dirty glass if the head, oh, the head hit just the right spot. Let me check the lines. Because if the head was uh, too large, then I would know that I'm drinking out of a dirty glass. Can you believe it? Someone tried to serve me uh, their homemade brew, their micro brew out of a, out of a dirty glass one time. I like them bananas. So I was looking all around for my equipment. Uh, believe me, I'll get to this book because this book is uh, phenomenal. And I, I like I found this uh, my melody watch in a in a bag. I I don't know where you got. Oh, it's from McDonald's. I found uh, a slinky 
that has the symbol for, I believe, Teva Pharmaceuticals. I did find my feather duster, which is important. I dust off my forgettable superheroes. Okay, now I just got a text from Line and it didn't stop my recording of the video, so that's good. Uh, so I found all this other junk, and I hope I hope I sound all right on this teak. I, I had it just. Uh, I hope I don't pop or do anything like that. There's a there's a battery in it, and like I said, this is probably for an old recorder, like reel to reel or something. And then I'm going into the Tascam iXZ, and then into the I'm gonna say third generation iPad, which barely reaches the area I'm at. And uh, I have my old cigarette machine here. It's a single serve. I didn't put any coins in. And these these smokes are tobacco free. I also found this wooden uh, Eagle Balsa glider, which I love and it's never been opened. So I'm definitely going to do that. And uh, I just light up and we'll get right into the book. And this is my uh, my uh, fans of, of Jimmy Century uh, lighter, they won the Zippo lighter competition a long time ago. Oh, this, this tobacco-free, nicotine-free smoke absolutely sucks. So I'm going to fire my cap gun instead. Okay, I smell that. It smells good. Okay, let's get to right to this. 2015, I love this book! Half-Baked Heroes from Comic Book History, The League of Regrettable Superheroes by John Morris, featuring Fat Man, Dr. Hormone, Fan Fanto Woman, no, Phanto Man. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I better take a drink so that I at least I have an excuse. Remember, I'm dyslexic, I can't read, it's dark, and uh, I'm drunk. Almost. Not yet. Okay. Okay, that hasn't quite gone bad. I'm going to turn on the light. Oh, I put these... Oh, that's probably the fan. There we go. I put these old-fashioned uh, push switches. Push on-off for Sloppy Joe bar authenticity. There's also a cash register here. Let me ring up a sale first. Let's see. Six, six, three. There we go. Bell. I got to fix that bell. Not very impressive. Uh, so her name really is Phantoma. Phantoma. As in the temptress Phantoma. But she's a phantom. She's a beautiful buxom blonde that turns into <laughs> a green-skinned ghoul. The amazing man. The Eye, Bozo the Iron Man, which I love Bozo the Iron Man. I haven't read this entire book, so it's good. The Face, the Face, who is like a, he's like a World War II, um, I'm going to say sergeant. Uh, but he's in his dress clothes, and he has the fangs and a green face of goblin. Uh, Pat Parker, War Nurse. She's like... Oh my God! She's got an Uzi in her hand with the uh, with the round clip. Doctor Vampire, Nightmare, and Sleepy. <laughs> oh my God! And Moon Girl. I love the Moon. 
You know, the moon and Mars, they're both the same thing. So let's get into this. This was released in 2015 by Jan Morris. I might have said it wrong upstairs, I don't recall. Hopefully not. For mom and pop and their house, stuffed to the rafters with comic books. How am I doing on time? Uh, time. Oh, here it is. Seven minutes. Quirkbooks at 215 Church Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19106. Go to quirkbooks.com. Hey, you're going to love this. You are absolutely going to love this book. I wanted, I would read you all the credits, but I want to get to some of these regrettable superheroes by John Morris. Introduction, Part 1, The Golden Ages. Uh, this is what you can look for in the pages of this book. Amazing Man... Adaman, Ataman, the Black Dwarf, the Bouncer. The Bouncer is awesome. Uh, I believe he looks like he's in Grecian formula. <laughs> he's in Greek clothing. Uh, Bozo the Iron Man, Captain Tootsie, Captain Truth, the Clown, the Conqueror, Dr. Hormone, Dr. Vampire, Doll Man, which Doll Man you might know. Dollman and uh, and um, Uncle Sam and a few others were bought out by DC Comics, and they were the Freedom Force. The Human Bomb, I believe, was one of them. And uh, right now, I can't remember the rest. I really do need to get a little more drunk, so I have excuses for that. Dynamite Thor. And now remember, this is Golden Age right here. The Eye, a.k.a. Detective Eye. Oh, how about that? That's interesting for Chikara fans. The Face. The one I had so much trouble with on page 50, Phantoma. Funny Man, The Ghost Patrol, Invisible Scarlet O'Neill. Wow, how you like that? Uh, the Iron Skull, Just and Right, uh, Kangaroo Man, Kid Eternity, Lady Satan. Ooh, I'd probably like her. Mad Hunter, Mad Hatter, Madam Fatal, Man O'Metal, Moon Girl. Mother Hubbard, I really want to read Mother Hubbard. I have no idea Mother Hubbard, 89. Music Master, uh, Nell Vanna of the Northern Lights, Nightmare and Sleepy, who are amazing, Pat Parker, War Nurse, Professor Supermind and Son, <laughs> The Puppeteer, I know you're already, you've already ordered this book and are probably halfway through reading it by the time I read you uh, the, the different chapters, 103. Uh, on 104, Rainbow Boy, The Red Bee, The Red Torpedo, Speed Centaur, <laughs> Spider Queen, Stardust the Super Wizard, Vagabond Prince, and on page 123, Zippo. Then you get into Silver Age, Bee Man, The New Look Blackhawks, Brain Boy, Brother Power the Geek, Bee Beast, uh, that's hyphenated. Be a wannabeast. Um, sort of like uh, Wannabe by Hands Up. Oh, Wannabe is the band. Hands Up is the song. Captain Marvel, which is the Marvel that splits his arms off, his legs off, and his head's off. His head, his head off. <laughs> wow, the bottom head. That would be horrible. 
that flying at you. Who wouldn't want a dick in the face? Wow, that'd be fun. Uh, Congorilla, Captain Science. By the way, Captain Marvel is an inter interesting story because they let they allowed the uh, copyright to lapse on that name. So there were several companies that just snagged up the name Captain Marvel until they they finally uh, reclaimed it, and they could reclaim it easily because. They could just say, look, we, we own the copyright on this because look at how this predates everything else and blah, blah. Dracula, wow, that's really original. The Fab Four, ooh, ooh, Fat Man, who I want to read about, Gunmaster, uh, Part Three, The Modern Age, 3D Man, AAU uh, Superstar. Oh, I didn't read the rest of the Silver Age. Jigsaw, Legion of Super Pets, Magic Man, Miracle Man, Miracles Inc. Miracle Man is, I believe, uh, the one that got rebooted, which is unbelievable stories by the comic book company, and I'm gonna say Eclipse, and I could be completely wrong on that. Miracles Inc. Mr. Muscles, <laughs> Nature Boy, Nemesis. Oh, that should go together. Uh, Mr. Muscles and Nature Boy, Peacemaker. Oh, I know that too. Uh, that got probably sucked up by Charleston, if that is the same Peacemaker. Power Girl, uh, The Sentinels, Spy Man, Ultra, The Multi-Alien, wow, 186. Now I'm part of the modern age, I've read some of that. Adam X, The Extreme. Brother Voodoo, whoa, 196. Oh look, 3D Man is the Marvel premiere. Okay, wow, awesome. These are, look at uh, Jack Kirby right there, Captain Victory in the Galactic Event, Galactic Rangers. Here's Brother Voodoo from Strange Tales. Okay, so we don't want to really get into the more modern age because uh, we, we already know them, and if you don't know them, uh, you should. Let's see if there's interest in any in Man-Wolf, uh, Killjoy, I don't know Killjoy, Maggot, and the other regrettable X-Men. Oh, that's interesting. The Ferret, I don't know that person. Uh, Morlock 2001, know that. New Guardians, knew the, know that. NFL Super Pro, do not know that. The Outsiders, uh, why not? Uh, Phoenix, The Protector, Prez, Ravage, 2099. Okay, so one of the 2099 series, which only Doctor Doom was okay, Doctor Doom 2099, but Spider Man 2099, uh, that was tight. Rom Space Knight, which I have the Rom toy if, uh, if you follow me on my Instagram. Skate Man, Slapstick, Sonic with a K. Son of Satan, well, right here, home. Viewers, you can see my Son of Satan tribute, which uh, which is instead of just the pentagram upside down, I have um, uh, not chaos, not destruction, not Destro is his name. Discord, Discord from My Little Pony is taking the place of the the goat head person right now. Uh, Son of Satan, Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl, uh, still going strong. The Straw Man, the Super Sons of Batman and Superman. Uh, that's that's wonderful because those are probably from Giant Size Batman, Giant Size Superman Family, Batman Family, Thunder Bunny, and US One. I think US One was a Kirby as well. US One. Oh no, it's not. Ooh, who? That art looks like uh, Sinkevich. Oh, Herb Trippy, Jesus Christ. Hmm. 
guess it's her trippy heart. Okay, so let's uh, let's dive in a little bit. I don't want to read you the foreword. I want to get right into it. The golden age is 1938 to 1949. How am I doing on time? 1457. Hey, it, it's a good time to do a rope trick. Now, it almost doesn't make any sense to do a rope trick because now you can actually see uh, the rope has fallen out of my pocket and that's not a joke. <laughs> Shoot! The first time I can actually do a rope trick for you, well, subscribe to Patron, patronize me, and uh, you'll be able to see my rope trick. So instead of my rope trick, I'll just fire my toy gun again. Ah! Okay, you never know what's gonna happen. Uh, am I still recording? Okay, good. It looks like I am. Ah, the golden age of superheroes, an exuberant era of two-fisted action. Two-fisted tales was the name of the trapdoor comic. Um, I take a drink of my homemade soda here. It's cola diet of the diet style, diet variety. Let me slam the Stella because I get, get a little bit more. You know, happening. Oh my gosh, I'm on this new med to um, help with my um, my uh, over anxiety, my my manic swings. But you take it at night, and let me tell you, the name of the drug should be take this drug and wake up at noon the next day in your clothes on the sofa. Wondering who you are. Four color crime fire. Okay, here we go. 711. 711. I'm seven I'm number 711, and my place is back behind these walls. I think I talked about 711 once in one of my other shows. Sometimes it doesn't pay and there's a nice uh, little synopsis here. Creator uh, debuted in Police Comics number one by Quality Comics of August 1941, and the rap sheet. Uh, Pre-jury, conspiracy, poor forethought, lack of planning. Uh, very funny. Uh, this is a great writer, John Morris. You gotta get this fucking book, Regrettable Superheroes, Jesus Christ. Even if you don't like it. And then there's, there'll be pages of the comic so you can see the, the character and get a little idea of what's going on here. Uh, sometimes it doesn't Sometimes, oh my God, I gotta. I wish I had more light. Uh, sometimes it doesn't pay to be a nice guy. Attorney Daniel Dice finds and D Y C E. Uh, burp, by the way. Wait. Okay, burp, by the way. Sorry. Good Lord, I haven't done this in a while. Finds that out the hard. He finds it out the hard way that when he decides to do a favor for his good friend Jacob Horn whose wife is about to give birth, it seems Horn won't be able to attend the delivery because of a little problem. He's men hatch is, wait. <laughs> He's about to begin serving a life sentence behind bars. The scheme the two men hatch is so unlikely that it belongs on the corniest of sitcoms. Dice will confess to Horn's crime with Horn, while Horn visits his wife in the hospital. After a few days, Horn will turn himself in and clear Dice's name. You'd think an attorney would have devised a better plan. Dice is the attorney, and Horn is the criminal who did something so horrendous, probably like selling joints to his grandma, 
that he's going to serve a life sentence. Uh, fate plays its hand, and Horn crashes his car en route to the hospital with his friend dead. Oh, my God. He didn't even get to see his baby being born. He's dead. With his friend dead, no one can clear Dice, who has no choice but to tunnel out of jail and adopt a crime-fighting identity, of course. Uh, basing, and, of course, is written in here. Uh, basing his costume persona on his prison number, which was 7-Eleven, and not the famous convenience store, Dice becomes 7-Eleven, a caped and masked figure who torments criminals by night and returns to his prison cell by morning. <laughs> his calling card? A mirrored business card with the prison bars painted on it to show criminals their future. So it's a mirror, you look into it, and you see yourself behind bars. How do you like them bananas? From a crime-fighting perspective, 7-Eleven's decision to remain in jail pays off in the form of prison gossip, allowing Dice to eavesdrop on the schemes of his fellow inmates and their nefarious associates. On more than one occasion, the crooks who get busted by 7-Eleven end up in the same prison as Dice. Apparently, this bonus gives the crime fighter enough satisfaction to keep going back to the big house. Uh, you gotta, you know, that's dedicating your life to keeping the streets safe. For the most part, 7-Eleven puts the screws to the common thugs, crooks, and gangsters. His ultimate enemy is a baddie who repeatedly refers to himself in the third person as Oscar Jones, racketeer. It reminds me of uh, when Hammer, Hammer, hosted Saturday Night Live. Uh, this was back when he did his Adams Family. And I'll tell you what, MC Hammer, who was only going by the name Hammer at that time, uh, is the only person I've ever seen perform live on stage with more people that don't do anything on stage than Trapdoor. If you don't know who Trapdoor is, that's my band. And at some point, we had 12 members, even though sometimes we would have more, 15 or 16, but we always said we only had 12. We'd have 12 members, some of them which would do nothing on stage. Some were dancing MIBs, some were uh, characters that would get the audience to dance, some were homeless people that would uh, try to assassinate us, and I'd kick the gun out of their hands, and this occurred because there was an actual sniper that almost shut down a club. Well, they shut down the club for many months, and when the club reopened, we were the first band to play there, and we had a guy dressed like a sniper come up on stage, and I, of course, said to him, Okay, calm down. I know you're homeless because the sniper was homeless. And I kicked the gun out of his hands. His hands flew up. His gun flew out of his hand and landed right on DJ Pops Seriano's uh, turntable and went, the record scratch. And we went right into our song. And that ain't a joke. And Trapdoor's also the first band. Uh, oh, no, I wanted to put that in my one rap. So never mind. I'll talk about that some other time. So he puts the screws to it, and his uh, arch nemesis is Oscar Jones, racketeer. At least one of 7-Eleven's foe is entertainingly bizarre, Brickbat. I've talked about Brickbat before. Brickbat. A bat-masked figure in a lime green suit who kills by throwing exploding bricks. <laughs> Packed with deadly gas, of course, because getting hit with a brick isn't enough. Uh, just ask... Jose Feliciano, you need an exploding brick, and not just any exploding brick, packed with deadly gas. 
Um, he throws those at his face. <laughs> the reason 7-Eleven hasn't been seen since his first series may be uh, his ignoble method of cancellation. He was fatally shot during a fight with Oscar Jones, racketeer. To add insult to injury, the only witness to the murder was the hero who would take over 7-Eleven's feature slot in police comics, a psychic troubleshooter named Destiny. Blah, 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 amazing man, he's awesome, he's almost naked. Adam man, there's no doubt about it. I am radioactive. I love radioactive superheroes. Instead of just dying of cancer, they become super strong. Spotlight Comics, The Black Dwarf. Now, I read that The Black Dwarf was one of the first superheroes, but I could be wrong, uh, especially since he's not mentioned here first. 1944, so no. Uh, the Bouncer. I want to read about The Bouncer. How am I doing on time? Oh my gosh, 24. Well, it's my first time back in a long time. I want to definitely get to the bouncer, and I want to get to this uh, look at Miracle Man. Oh my gosh, he's got a guy in a in a in a head scissor crotch right in his face. Mr. Muscles, that's fun. Uh, boy, I really should have. Oh my gosh, Jigsaw. He stretches his arms and his legs, but he's got a costume that's a jigsaw. Man of a thousand, and then it's ripped. So, I'm going to say man of a thousand pieces. It's probably holds, but... Um, okay, fat man, human flying saucer. Okay, I got my finger in here. Here comes the bouncer now. If you can look at him, he's very happy. And he's just dressed... In a, in, a, in, a, in a toga like outfit, purple with the Greek type of keys at the bottom of his short skirt and sandals. And it's your, your favorite pinup. Book of Humor, Thrills, Adventure, and Mystery The Bouncer. The Bouncer. Call me the Bouncer because I bounce the laziness out of your soul. Bouncer, another great <laughs> uh, video game for your PlayStation 1 by Rare, The Bouncer. You like loading, you're gonna love The Bouncer. Uh, created by Robert Kaniger, am I recording? Jesus Christ, I hope so. Uh, and Lewis Firstad debuted in The Bouncer, unnumbered issue, Fox Features 1944. Uh, headquarters, the Bouncy Castle, not really, but wouldn't that be great? 1944. Okay, before I read about the bouncer, I'm going to try to finish off this Stella. Mm -hmm. Once again, smooth at the bottom, thankfully. And now some of my sodi. Mmm. Tell you what, with those ice cubes, that sodi is good. It's a diet beverage. It's a diet cola beverage. Uh, even among the wild and weird fraternity, boy, I wish, I wish I had my magnifying glass on my hand and a light. Um, <clears throat> even among the wild and weird fraternity of observed superheroes, the bouncer is a genuine oddball. His superpower 
bouncing. Now you not you might know uh what's his name? His name wasn't Fatboy, was it? In the in the League of Superheroes? Um it couldn't have been Fatboy, was it? League of Superheroes, you know, it's Superboy uh, in the future. Why wouldn't Superboy be in the future, young Superman be in the year, I don't know, 29 million? Uh, bounce, bouncing Boy, I think, maybe just was his name. He turned into a ball and bounced around. This guy doesn't turn into a ball, he just trots. He skips. Uh, his superpower, bouncing, his secret identity, a statue, okay? Hence the Greek nature, Bert, by the way, and his sidekick, his own descendant. Wow. Oh my gosh, Hickoff. Oh my gosh, I got a case of the Hickoffs. I have a new sneeze, but it won't happen. The bouncer is the mythological figure Antius, spelled Ant Antius in the comic. A-N-T-A-E-U-S, but in the comic he spelled A-N-T-A-E-S. Uh, who once wrestled Hercules. Oh, is that him? The, uh, this version not only draws strength from the Earth, as in the original legend, but also is capable of rebounding from any fall like a rubber ball. Furthermore, the, this talent is passed on to his protege, uh, actually progeny, throughout the generations. Oh, wow, how about that? To the 10th generation, just like the Lord. Uh, fast forward to the modern day when Antius, and I hope Antius, I, Antius's uh, latest descendant, I hope I'm saying that right, who cares, Adam Antius Jr., <laughs> Adam Antius, how about that, uh, once my, 1944, wants nothing to do with adventure. That's great, the reluctant hero, that's awesome. Um, still smarting from a controversial career as a Collegiate athlete, his uh, semi-divine bouncing ability made him a natural at the high jump. <laughs> Cheating! Hey, play fair or don't play at all. And the hurdles were a piece of cake, but his supernatural athleticism also made him the target of detractors and skeptics. Adam decides to retire from physical labor. Yes, it's the quiet cerebral life of sculptor for Adam Jr., but when his friend and embattled dis, dis, oh my God, district attorney, John Manley, is threatened by, what, what is it with attorneys in, uh, in these 1944 comics? When John, when John Manley is threatened by a luminous and ruthless criminal named the Glowworm, and you saw that coming, I'm sure. Uh, let's see what happens. Adventure comes calling. Without warning, one of Junior's own sculptures of the mythic, mythological ancestor comes to life. He sculpts his ancestor, and his ancestor comes to life, wanting him to bounce around like he, he should be bouncing. Mythological ancestors comes to life and drags his great, 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 etc. grandson into battle. The two of them bounding and leaping their way to victory against evil. The bouncer and his contemporary partner make for quite a spectacle. Uh, Andius, uh, the elder, remains decked out in the purple toga and sandals he wore in ancient times, while Antius Jr. apparently can't be bothered to change out of his work clothes. 
the apathetic sculptor bounces into action, still wearing his plaster-splattered schmock, his schmock, and, of course, beret. He is an artist, after all. My goodness. Besides bizarre enemies like the Glowworm and Mr. Lucifer, oh my gosh, I gotta get a copy of this. A circus clown who insists he's the devil, oh my gosh, I gotta get a copy of this. Uh, the bouncer had another interesting gimmick. He in, invited his readers to join him, oh yeah, that's right, on his adventures. Youngsters were asked to send in photos and descriptions of themselves, along with parental consent, of course. Two entries were chosen every month to enter the Comic Hall of Fame as the bouncer's guest stars, drawn into the adventure uh, with Antius Jr. and his high-stepping predecessor. All told, it was an interesting ploy, particularly for a character already possessed, who already possessed more gimmick gimmickry than most. That also ties in with Trapdoor. There was one Trapdoor show I did which uh, was a gimmick, a song. I actually baptized people on stage as one of the gimmicks. Uh, amazing show. Uh, we did that at the, oh my gosh, some rave place. In a warehouse. All right, how am I doing on time? 32, 30, oh no, oh no. I don't even have a base of the stand of this microphone. Okay, we're just gonna do one more. Fat Man, the human flying saucer. Now, he looks like he looks like uh, Uncle Dudley Marvel, except he's in green with the Marvel cake. A cake, cape. It's giant size comic, uh, so I love that. This is August, September. Uh, August through September, uh, number three. So this was every other month, I'd take it. Uh, Captain, let's see here, C.C. Beck, oh wow. An auto binder created this. Debuted in Fat Man, the Human Flying Saucer, number one, by Lightning Comics, April 1967. Hey, I was one. Uh, so I probably read this. <laughs> Possible unused IDs. That's the uh, third uh, portion of this, he said. Captain uh, Corpulent, the Living UFO. Corpulent. Hubby Titan, the anthropomorphic alien vessel. How about that? Those are two tongue twisters. Fat Man the Flying Saucer. Sorry, boys, but the scales are weighted in my favor. I think those are those are things he actually said, the quotes underneath here, but I'm not, I can't be certain. Oh my gosh, this look, why does this text look smaller than any other? Oh, that's flower. Seebeck uh, and Otto Singer. And Otter Cinder were two of the key personal uh, resp person personnel responsible for making the original Captain Marvel, the lightning-empowered Shazam. Oh, oh, oh! So this is going to tie in, I think. Spouting world's mightiest mortal, one of the most popular superheroes not only in comics but around the world. And this ties in with the release of Shazam and the Marvels Captain Marvel, Marvel. And you know what they, I don't know how, I can't remember if Marvel grabbed that one they lost their um, rights or did they get away with it because of the name of the comic company was Marvel and they put a hyphen in Marvel and he wore a, 
green, I mean, you couldn't confuse him with Captain Marvel because he, he was a guy in a white suit with like Saturn on his chest and a green helmet uh, with a, uh, you know, with a, like a, like a fin on it. And he, cause he was Cree after all. Nothing like the Captain Marvel of later days and then the female version of Captain Marvel, who became Captain Marvel because she got a blood transfusion from the original blonde bombshell Captain Marvel in the same uh, type of costume. And then there was another Captain Marvel later on that came about uh, when the first Marvel superheroes War of the Worlds. Oh gosh, I can't remember. But that's where Spider-Man got his black suit and that's when uh, the new female Captain Marvel in her all-white outfit with uh, wings in her cape came about as well. I'll remember it. I'll remember it because they made toys based on that. Anyway, let's talk about Fat Man and Human Flying Saucer. Cece Beck and Otto Singer. Uh, Cinder were two of uh, the key personnel responsible for making the original Captain Marvel a lightning-empowered Shazam! spouting world's mightiest mortal, one of the most popular superheroes, not only in comics, but around the world. Not to be confused with Captain Marvel, uh, the self-disassembling android, page 137, who I loved, and I had all four issues, I think. He fought a bat as well. He fought DC heroes that were like pink Spider-Man from, uh, from Revenge of Shinobi, the Genesis game. Pink Spider Guy. Unfortunately, this dynamite dynamic duo in 1951, the long-running lawsuit between Captain Marvel's publisher Fawcett and rival comic publisher National Comics, uh, home of Superman and now known as DC Comics, was ultimately decided in favor of the Man of Steel. Beck and Binder found themselves jobless with uh, I knew, I knew, I, I, there was a girl that was going to give me a, a job. A blow job, uh, said the jerk in the movie of the same name. Binder found themselves jobless with Fawcett subsequently shut down its comic creating wing. Oh, they were like the Konami of their time. The 1950s were lean years for superheroes comics across the board. But in probably because of the, the big uh, debacle about heroes being too violent and being too child delinquency. That's why you had Captain Marvel Super Bunny, uh, Captain Super Bunny. But in the late 60s, the popularity of the Batman TV show revitalized interest in superheroes. It was at this point that Beck and Binder chose to reunite for another attempt to catch lightning in a bottle as it were. And that's why he looks a little, uh, very similar to uh, Captain Dudley Marvel. The result of their collaboration was the absurd Fat Man, a plump but athletic character named Van Crawford. He was light on his feet, like Jackie Gleason, the king. Uh, named Van Crawford, who was happy to spend his indie idle time indulging with many, well, it's glad he wasn't a 300 pound man trying to hack the the 2016 elections. <laughs> 38! 
indulging his many varied hobbies and collections. When a spaceship, also sh a shape-changing alien, crashes within sight of his wall, I'm ready to fall off this stool, sight of his daily uh, constitutional, <laughs> his daily constitutional, uh -huh. Crawford rushes, rushes, rushes to his aid. He is rewarded for his efforts with the power to transform himself into a UFO. Oh my God. Decked out. Oh, look at him. And the cover here, six full-length stories. Wow, featuring the most sinister villains in comics. Oh my gosh. Most sinister villains in comics. That's something. He indeed does transform from a Captain Marvel-looking character in a green uh, onesie with a uh, yellow belt and the Captain, the distinctive Captain Marvel cape is running, and then there's a mid-transformation as he elongates and changes into a UFO with a dome top with a point on it. He's a silver UFO, friends. And he's on the cover of this one, he's fighting a character that looks like Zapped from uh, the same type of, uh, same giant size comic that the Hulk fought Groot, Groot the man tree not the stupid one from the stupid new guardians of the galaxy that should have just been called something else come on and Groot should have been called something else too because that one Groot good Christ decked out in a suit resembling a uh, averted version of Captain Marvel's famous duds Fat Man battles a roster of foes that include the titanic anti-man the hideous brain man from Mars, and, and Mars and our moon, both the same thing, a part of the same thing. Underground gnome Grolo, Syntho the patchwork man, and the lovely but evil Lunita, the moon witch. Oh my gosh. Uh, he was well served. Boy, wouldn't you love to be John Morris to be able to have uh, gotten a, get a, been able to have gotten a hold of these comics to write this book about? That's amazing. And he only writes really one page about uh, each comic hero. Uh, superheroes of Fab Four, look at them. Where did they get their amazing powers? Four amazing new superheroes of science. Let's find out the rest of Fat Man, and I'm going to go finish this up, close this out, hick off. Okay. Along the way, Fat Man, oh, okay. He was uh, well served by both his athletic bulk and his unusual alternate persona as a living, thinking spaceship. Oh, you know what? He's like, uh, he's like magma. Right? He's like Gigantor, not Gigantor, he's like uh, Space Giants, Goldar, Silver, Gam, who could transform their robot bodies into uh, flying jets. Ambassador Magma, to you uh, anime fans. Uh, so, uh, along the way, Fat Man picked up a fellow crime fighter, Tin Man, an unusually skinny teenager who gained himself a robot body thanks to a chemical concoction of his own invention. Oh my gosh. Turn it into a robot by drinking drugs. Uh, shout out to my, uh, my uh, producer, 
Kyle Von Cubic. Check out Kyle Von Check out obeycube.com with a K. Fat Man, the Human Flying Saucer, and partner title, Todd Holton. Super Green Beret, wow, constituted the only output by publisher Lightning Comics, which folded after a few scant months. Uh, since then, and since this looks like it was August, September, I guess it was published every other month. Since then, sightings of Fat Man, like the flying saucers he emulated, have been scattered and unreliable. Lightning Comics promised one more superhero title, which never delivered the lawyer-baiting title of this never-made book, Captain Shazam! And I gotta make the comic of the thing somehow. I don't know, maybe like this. Okay. Back up to me. We hope that you enjoyed today's reading of the Quirk Book 2015 classic, Half-Baked Heroes from Comic Book History, The League of Regrettable Superheroes by John Morris. To obtain your own copy of Half-Baked Heroes from Comic Book History, The League of Regrettable Superheroes by John Morris, I don't know, look online. The staff of Wiggly's Book Club apologize. Our super-secret surprise celebrity guest... Jenna Elfman will not be here tonight. She has no idea who I am anymore. For Wiggly and all the staff of Wiggly's Book Club, we wish you a fond ado. And remember, kids, when someone comes up to you and says, What are you listening to that Wiggly's Book Club? Just tell them, RIP! Reading is fundamental. Go fuck yourself.